Good morning. Welcome to Men's Roundtable. My name's Joe, and I'm a sinner. Thank you. Glad to know I'm in a company of a bunch of other sinners. So we're continuing in a new series, and Phil says he's not sure how long this is going to go, but uh, it may take a while because we're journeying with wisdom. That may take a long time. I suspect it's going to be more than three months. A wisdom. A lifetime. Wisdom. I've asked before, what's the difference in wisdom and knowledge? There is a difference. Yeah, experience. There is a difference in wisdom and knowledge. You would think with the white hair on my head, I might have more wisdom, but I still forget. I forget. I wonder how many of you have a struggle similar to the one I've had the last few weeks of faith and works. I own my own business. I'm a general contractor. I have a responsibility to employees, subcontractors, vendors, and owners that I work for to provide a service and a product at the end. There's a balance between faith and work. I like to think the scripture says, trust God in all things. I can do that. But I struggle with that. I wonder how many of you struggle with it. And I walked in the job Monday. <clears throat> particular trade had cut off a bunch of studs in a load-bearing wall. I had faith in someone looking after the job that things like that wouldn't happen. And so we had a problem. And I've been struggling, wondering, is it my lack of faith in God because it didn't fall? Or is it in my lack of faith and not knowing how to train somebody to be able to do their job? Had another situation yesterday. We completed a job. Had a certificate of occupancy issued by the city to the owner. For those of you not familiar with that term, that's kind of like having a title to your car. And you give the title to somebody and say, hey, here's the title. When you get a chance, give me some money. I've never gone to a car dealership and been offered the keys to a car and told to take it and send me your check when you can. Here's the title to the car. It just doesn't work that way in construction either. Deer camps this weekend. I know Johnny signed up. I am thrilled that you're signed up. Thrilled. I hate that I won't be there. My dad turns 94 this weekend and I'll be here celebrating him with my sisters from out of town. So there's this thing between faith and work. <laughs> David calls me yesterday and says, man, do you know anybody that's got a 100-pound uh, propane tank? We're out of propane at deer camp, and we've got deer camp this weekend. Like, Ooh, that's not a good thing. I got faith in that, David. I got faith. I got faith. So if... The phone rings and David walks up to get Phil the phone. It is Phil telling the gas man, it's okay to put the gas in the tank for deer camp this weekend. I will take that call. I know you will take that call. Right in the middle of the presentation this morning. So if we're talking about fools this morning, Phil, I really need you to help me with this struggle between faith and work. Because there is a balance in there. There is a balance. I hope you can help me find mine. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity of gathering here. Lord, I thank you for my brothers. Thank you for Phil. I thank you for the way he shares your message, Lord. Not his message, but your message, Lord. I ask that you anoint him. Speak through him. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, my brother. <clears throat> Morning, gentlemen. It is good to be here this morning uh, and not in the middle of an ice storm. Uh, who all showed up here last week? All right, all right. I, I, okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I apologize. I think I apologize. I, I, I don't know exactly what to say. 
other than you got to read your email. You got to read your email. Uh, we didn't get the word um, that we couldn't meet until about 2.30 Wednesday afternoon. Um, and the powers that be made the call uh, on that because there was ice in the parking lot. And so wanted everybody to be safe. You could get here, fine. You just may not be here when you got, uh, may not be safe when you got here um, in terms of the parking lot. And so, you know, obviously the only way that we have to communicate with you uh, in short notice is an email. So make sure that you're on the email list when you sign in. If you're not getting my hundreds of emails, and I know as annoying as they are, it's the only way that uh, uh, we have to communicate with you. So sorry that you guys showed up, but, but, but read your doggone email. So, uh, but uh, glad to be back. And, and, and Jeff, I think um, uh, C Spire moved here, was it 207 or 208? 207, 207, all right. So we started Men's Roundtable uh, the summer, I, I think um, uh, when you and I had breakfast uh, early in that spring, and I asked him, when are you moving um, out, out to the new office? And he said, if I remember that correctly, we've got to be out downtown by the end of July, started in August, and I think we started here in September of 2007. Um, and so, We've been meeting now for 15, 16 years, and I think last Thursday was the first time in 16 years that we've had to cancel. So thank you, God. Um, uh, amazing. Uh, ice storms and snowstorms and rainy days and sunshiny days, uh, one out of every 16 years. So we will, we will continue to meet until 16 years from now, and then we'll probably take a Thursday off. Every 16 years, we take a Thursday off. So. Um, excited to dig in um, this morning and offer you a song. Who knows who Jason DeFord is? Jason DeFord. Nobody. How about Jelly Roll? Anybody know Jelly Roll? Oh, yeah, no Jelly Roll. Well, I, I am rapidly becoming a, a fan of Jelly Roll. Uh, his real name is Jason DeFord. And what a story and what a songwriter. As I've told you through this whole series in, in Wisdom, I want to offer you songs, Christian songs, secular songs, country songs, sad songs, happy songs that tell a story because that's what Proverbs is. Proverbs is a journey through life telling us how to live. And when these men and women that we listen to uh, tell us uh, their life through the medium of songwriting. It's their journal, right? They're sitting down writing a journal. Um, I want you to listen to Jelly Roll's uh, words to this song, Save Me. Somebody save me, me from myself. I've, uh, we just submitted before, before uh, if I don't mention this now, ADD, squirrel, uh, I'll forget it. Uh, I want to express sadness um, and uh, sympathy for Bill Campbell's family. Bill sat right over here um, with Hal and uh, uh, Bailey, and uh, he's dancing with Jesus um, as of this week. Longtime friend, longtime attender of uh, Men's Roundtable. So we lost one of our own, and uh, he, he's waiting on us uh, to join him uh, in heaven, uh, dear guy. So. Um, Miss Bill. All right, song. Somebody save me, me from myself. I've spent so long living in hell. They say my lifestyle is bad for my health. It's the only thing that seems to help. I've been there. You've been there. Doing crazy stuff, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places, seeking comfort in all the wrong places, right? All this drinking and smoking is hopeless, but feel like it's all that I need. Something's inside of, something inside of me is broken. I hold on to anything that sets me free. I'm a lost cause, baby. Don't waste your time on me. I'm so damaged beyond repair. Life has shattered my hopes and my dreams. Guys, that sounds like one of our men sitting in the circle at deer camp, doesn't it, John Michael? I mean, I've heard that idea that phrase many many times you know 
I don't know how I got here, and I'm here sitting around the fire pit with a bunch of guys that I don't know because I'm lost. Somebody save me. I offer you this song. May you hear your own life, and more importantly, may you see Jesus and hear the voice of God through Jelly Roll this morning. One, two, three. Save me, save me, save me. So, so heartfelt, so emotional, um, so sad to be in that place. I've been there, haven't you? Be on the alert, stand firm in your faith. Act like a man, be strong. Words from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Follow with me as we read uh, our introductory paragraph and we dig in. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. 
We need help to make decisions about work, all relationships and speech and conduct, who to trust or avoid, along with being measured by the plumb line of true character. Wisdom from Proverbs offers insight into the concrete experiences of human life that help us take charge of our lives. Proverbs is about how to live out your faith in God. It's the how-to. There is no true wisdom apart from Jesus. Fools are those who rely on their own knowledge to navigate life. In this study, we will look and listen to hear God's voice and see His sun shining through the book of Proverbs. We'll be equipped, equipped, equipped in every way for our journey. So this morning, uh, we're going to do a picture album. I'm going to show you three pictures this morning, pictures of foolishness out of the book of uh, Proverbs. The last couple of weeks when we started, we looked at what a wise man is. A wise man is a man who is anchored in the truth. A wise man is always looking for reality. A wise man says that my best friend is reality, the truth. The more that I know the truth, the more that I'm willing to uh, uh, allow the truth to be a mirror to reflect who I am, um, the wiser I am and I'm on my way uh, on on the path of life. But a fool is one who refuses to embrace reality. So I've got three questions that I want you to work with. And all three of these questions are just form of this question. How and when have you been a fool? I could just ask you that question, you know? Now, again, we don't usually use the word fool. We, you and I, as men, we have much more colorful language, some of which I can't use uh, up front. This is being recorded in, in the wide, wide world of, of uh, our ministry is all over the globe. So I want to be uh, careful of how I express fool. But you know those words, stupid, ignorant. Dumb, right? You know, you know. But the Bible is kind and, you know, uh, uh, uses Sunday school language uh, sometimes, and we're just known as fools. So here's three questions that I want you to work with with pen in hand and jot this down. What does God bring to mind when you hear this question? When has your pride and arrogance moved you toward a position of being one up or smarter than anybody else and caused you to fail? What comes to your mind? When did your pride and arrogance that you knew way more than you thought you did bring failure to your life? Pride and arrogance. That's a hard thing to admit. What comes to your mind? Jot it down. Tell your story is the language that we use. What comes to your mind? Man, my pride and my arrogance got the best of me. You know, at deer camp, uh, and Johnny, I'm so excited that you're coming. When I saw your name, it's like, it's about doggone time. You know? Good. You're going to love it. And, and, and we work with the uh, prodigal uh, father a little bit, prodigal son, prodigal father, uh, and it's like, you know, his pride and arrogance got the best out of him. You know, uh, he, he wanted his inheritance immediately. He knew more than anybody. And we all know how old he was. You know how old the prodigal son was? He was 19. Because when you're 19 years old, you're never smarter in your whole life. Try to tell an arrogant prideful 19-year-old what to do, a rebellious 19-year-old, you know, stupid, arrogant, a fool, what comes to your mind? Second question, when have you been naive and gotten burned? When have you been naive? It's kind of the opposite end of the pride spectrum. You know, you know everything over here, and, 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 and naive, you're on the other end of the spectrum, and you just played a fool. 
you're way too trusting. It, it is possible to be too trusting. You know, I should have never loaned that guy $3,000. You know, I mean, he told me he would pay me back. Why, I mean, why did I give him $3,000? You know, or I'm sitting there in my underwear with a, a remote in my hand and the, and the infomercial comes on and it's 1995 for two of them. And if I'll order immediately, they'll actually send it shipping free. 1995. You know, and it's the best thing you've ever seen. And there's some cute girl that's pushing it. You know, 1995. Madison Avenue loves fools, naive, gullible people. When, when did you get caught? When did you do the 1995 special? Third question, and again, all these are just under the category, when, when have you been a fool? And we all have, sadly. Third question, when have you refused to ask for help and brought failure to your life? I never asked for help. I never asked for feedback. I never waited 24 hours to make that decision. Impulse control. Impulse control. Don't have it. Seemed like such a good idea at the time. What comes to your mind? So again, I invite you to be as vulnerable and as open uh, as you choose to be. I think vulnerability is exactly what was meant in Genesis chapter, at the end of chapter 2, when uh, Scripture says uh, that Adam and Eve were naked and unashamed. The Hebrew word there is not talking about no clothes. The word naked there really is the idea of vulnerability, being totally vulnerable. They were vulnerable and without shame. So I want you to turn to your partner, make a new friend, and share as openly as you will what comes to your mind. When, when did you play the fool? When did you uh, have to say, oops, sorry about that? Go.
All right, gentlemen, let's continue. Let's continue. Always keep in mind that uh, confession is good for the soul, but it'll ruin your reputation. So be careful. Be careful. Um, turn over to uh, Proverbs chapter 1, and I'm going to show you some pictures of foolishness. So again, this, this, this whole uh, theme that we're working with um, this morning is foolishness. And there's three pictures of a fool that's given to us um, in verse 22 of Proverbs 1. Um, I want you to uh, see these pictures as more as a mirror and see yourself. How have you been and when have you been like these guys? Verse 22. Simpletons, how long will you wallow in ignorance? Cynics, how long will you feed your cynicism? Idiots, how long will you refuse to learn? Now, in your study Bible, it says something like this. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers or mockers delight in their scoffing? And fools hate knowledge. So here's the three pictures. We'll start with that second one first. Uh, mockers. Simpletons, or the simple. And obstinate. Obstinate. Now, let's tease this out a little bit. Mocker. We don't walk around at Walmart using the word mocker. Nobody used the words mocker at Walmart. But here, here's, here's what that uh, Hebrew word means. It means cynic. Um, it means critical. Um, it means kind of a one-up. You know, you have to be the smartest guy in the room. In deer camp language, what do we call that guy? That's the bull, you know? I wrote a book about it, Lion, Bull, Chameleon, and Turtle. And so what uh, Proverbs is telling us in using that word mocker is it's telling us that um, that's the guy that's cynical about everything. I mean, like politics, you know, whether you like Joe Biden, Trump, Haley, whatever. It's like, oh, they're all crooks. No, I don't believe any of them. You know, I'm, I'm not even going to vote. I mean, it's, it's, all, it, it's, all just a, it, it's all just a mess. I, I don't trust anything. That's a mocker. Or how about church? No, at church, no. I, I'm, I'm not going to church, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't like church. You know, they're all a bunch of hypocrites. That's the mocker. Now, you know, again, there's rotten apples in every barrel. There's foxes in hen houses, for sure. But guys, we are... Uh, uh, challenged in, in Proverbs and in Scripture to discern good and bad, not to be cynical about it and just write everything off, because then that makes us God. But that's what the cynic does. That's what the mocker does. How about the, how about the simpleton, the simple? The simple guy is he's just naive. I mean, he's a salesman's dream. He'll buy it because it sounds so good. In, lack of impulse control. He, he has a lack of responsible behavior. He's irresponsible. I told you a couple weeks ago uh, about my friend that started drinking beer one afternoon and about 11 o'clock, he got the idea that he'd go to the strip club. And after spending $3,000 at the strip club, 
he realized that was stupid. You know, how many beers does it take to get you to spend $3,000 at the strip club? You know, um, it's this idea of gullible. He'll believe anything. You know, and yet once again, in Proverbs, we are invited to be discerning, to be wise. And again, I, I love the AA uh, rule that helps addicts, and we're all addicts on some level, but guys who are genuinely in recovery, what AA encourages you to do when you start trying to get uh, charge of your life is to do the 24-hour rule. Don't go to Walmart and buy anything. Go to Walmart, see what you want, go home, think about it for 24 hours, and then if you really need it, go back and then buy it. And it's just, it's just a way to, in, 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 uh, to control your gullibility, your naivety, your impulse control, right? And then how about the obstinate? All right, again, nobody walks around at Walmart or Bass Pro Shop using the word obstinate. What does that even mean? Here's, here's what the Hebrew word actually means. He's stubborn. Anybody ever met anybody that's stubborn? Dude, I, I grew up in East Tennessee. And in East Tennessee, what we call uh, obstinate is mountain stubborn. And my daddy, Papa, I love my daddy, love my daddy. Um, coming up on a year, uh, dancing with Jesus now. And he was the most stubborn man that I ever met. Most stubborn man. I mean, oh my goodness, you could not get him off of anything. If he believed it, it are that way. It are that way, you know? Uh, loved Jesus, loved his church, but man, could he be mountain stubborn. It's this idea of resistant. Resistant. Um, the idea of being stiff-necked. Stiff-necked. Um, and then um, this idea, uh, to use some horse language, and Carla helped me with this because I don't know anything about horses, um, is tough mouth. I, 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 now, those of you who've been around horses, uh, Joe, Joe knows, I mean, Joe knows I'm scared of horses. I, I've been around enough horses now that uh, I, I'm not so much scared, but I'm definitely unfamiliar. I, I love riding horses. When we do our summer trips, we ride a horse, and Joe's helped me uh, uh, several times with that. So I've gotten more comfortable because I've gotten more familiar but I was talking to Carla about this, and, and she said, well, yeah, it's like a tough-mouthed horse. And I said, what in the world are you talking about? And she said, some horses uh, are hard on the bit, that they will not take a bit. And they'll fight it, they'll fight it, they'll even reach back there and bite your leg. And, and that's what an obstinate person looks like. They won't take a bit. And, and there's verses in Proverbs that talks about bit and bridle in a horse that, that we need to be able to take um, uh, a bit in our mouth and be directed. But an obstinate man will not do that. So the fool, the fool. Now, let's tease this out here for just a minute. What really is a fool? And what a fool, as I've said already, is he is opposed to reality. He devalues reality. He won't look at it. Foolishness is the denial of reality. It's like even in your health. If you keep eating cheese pizzas at 2 a.m. in the morning, you're going to die. You know, you're going to be happy, but, but you're going to be dead. You know, blood pressure, cholesterol, you know, all those sorts of things. It's a denial of reality. Yeah, you can keep doing that. But as I often ask in my counseling practice, if you keep going in the direction that you're going in, where will you be a year from now? Where will you be three years from now? I won't be here, you know. 
reality. If you keep spending the way you're spending, where will you? If you keep treating your wife the way you're treating your wife, where will you be in a year? Look at reality. And the ultimate foolishness um, is to actually make yourself the most important person in the universe. That you make yourself God. Fools fail to honor boundaries that are embedded in reality. They have no physical boundaries, no emotional boundaries, no relational boundaries, no spiritual boundaries. But wise men live in reality. What reality is God impressing on you this morning that you need to embrace in order to be the wise man and not play the fool? I want to show you a little bit more of the story of Jelly Roll, uh, Jason DeFord. Um, you know, as I mentioned to you, um, Saturday morning and Sunday morning, I sit at my desk and uh, oftentimes working on what we're going to work with uh, on Thursday morning. And uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I'd already uh, chosen that song that I played for you, Save Me by Jelly Roll. And I've got the Sunday morning CBS News Magazine on before church. And oh my goodness, up pops a segment on Jelly Roll. I kind of took that as a God thing because, you know, I'm into butterflies and hummingbirds and, you know, all kinds of things like that. Jelly you know, and, and Jelly Roll. So um, I want to show you uh, this segment on Jelly Roll. Uh, he has an incredible, amazing story. And one of the things he says in this that, you know, that you'll hear just shows you what God can do. Watch what God did with Jelly Roll. Watch this. Jelly Roll is an artist who crossed over from rap to country and from prison to Grammy nominations and chart-topping hit songs. Califasane introduces us to an unlikely rising star. He's a former rapper who calls himself Jelly Roll. He sings songs about the troubled life he used to lead. He recently won a Country Music Association Award for Best New Artist, and he just turned 39. I want to tell you success is on the other side of it. I want to tell you it's going to be okay. I'm only one drink away from the devil. In 2023, he had three number one country hits, and this year he's nominated for two Grammy Awards. Someone was asking me, what is the precedent for this Jelly Roll story? And I said, it's not really like anything. Yeah, thank you, man. We're definitely on our own island. This is jail. It sucks. Everyone I've ever been to. If you're wondering where Jelly Roll came from... So this is your old room right here. This is it. Oh. One difference is that the door's open right now. Yeah. It still smells the same, though. One answer is here, the county detention center in Nashville. There was a time in my life where I truly thought this was it. Mm. That this was your future. Yeah. And then coming here, you know, just after getting nominated for two Grammys, it just hits different. Mm. You know, it's just, I didn't think I'd get emotional, to be honest, but every time, dude, just this cell, just, you just think, man, this is, even when I left here, I didn't have a plan. Jelly Roll was in and out of facilities for 10 years, starting at age 14. Drug possession, drug dealing, shoplifting, aggravated robbery. I knew that I loved music, and I knew it was the only thing I had any skill set in, I thought, I can't believe I'm crap. His real name is Jason DeFord, but when he was a boy, his mother gave him a nickname that stuck. Your family called you Jelly Roll, your friends called you Jelly Roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to this day, my mother calls me Jelly. If somebody walked in here right now and said, Jason, I wouldn't look up. Growing up, Jelly Roll <laughs> never pictured himself having a normal career. I knew my father booked bets. Mm. I knew my mother struggled with drugs. So to me, this was just what you did. 
When he wasn't getting in trouble, Jelly wrote songs, like this one, about driving around and getting high. Cocking a big body down south, up the most burning slow, staying smoked out. In the Chevy and I'm heavy and I ride clean. I'm wiping sticky off my dickies from the light green, the light green. He started making informal hip-hop CDs known as mixtapes. You're selling drugs to people and selling mixtapes? No, 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 I'm just giving the mixtapes away. I'm just like, yo, here's a sack of weed, here's a gram of coke, here's a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I rap too. It was like my business card. Even my drug dealing, to me, was always a means to music. I wrote hundreds of songs right here. I wrote Riding All Alone's chorus right here. You know, I wake up every day, I hit my knees and pray. My mind is filled with pain, so many things have changed. I'm looking at my life like it's an hourglass. The spin's been every minute He was 24 when he left prison for the last time. By then, a prison guard had given him some news that changed the way he thought about his life. He said, D4, you had a kid today. I said, what? He said, yeah, yeah, you had a child. And I was like, what's her name? And he said, hell, I don't know. It turned out her name is Bailey. Like so many in Jelly's life, her mother suffered from addiction. Jelly is now raising her with his wife of seven years, Bunny XO, a podcaster who calls herself the trailer park Barbara Walters. In 2010, Jelly Roll had his first minor hit, a hip-hop track called Pop Another Pill. I have a line in that song to show you where I was at in my mental space, how insecure and how much I didn't believe in myself. I ain't got no single, no potential for the radio. I ain't got no single, no potential for the radio. As a rapper, Jelly Roll sounded a bit like the Southern hip hop stars he admired. Somebody save me. But when he started singing, me from myself, the twang in his voice made country fans pay attention. In 2020, he released an acoustic version of a ballad called Save Me, which became his breakthrough. I'm so damaged beyond repair. Life has shattered my hopes and my dreams. On YouTube, the video has been viewed more than 200 million times. Tonight is the most special yes, sir. night of my life. And the next year, he performed at Nashville's Grand Ole Opry. I knew the moment I did it, I made at least a small piece of history in this town. Yeah. Unreal, man. This, this place is holy ground. Songs like Son of a Sinner and Need a Favor make fans feel as if they really know him and believe in him. Like Dale Henry and her daughter, Kelsey Roberts. It just really touches your soul. Mm. I mean, when you hear him say, save me yeah. from myself, yes. it just makes me think it's such pain there. Mm. Right. And he just exuberates it through his music. I just, I just love him. I just love him. He started with a little pill. His latest album, Witsit Chapel, is anchored by a song called She, about a woman fighting drug addiction. But well, what an amazing full circle moment. You have She, this song about the fentanyl epidemic, from an artist whose first single was called Pop Another Pill. Mm, it shows what God can do with you, can't it? It shows how much change can happen in your life. The windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason, because what's in front of us is so much more important than what's behind us. These days, when Jelly goes behind bars, he's only visiting, and he's bringing a message. For you, it might be welding. For you, it might be barbering. Whatever it is, find that thing. And it might just be starting with simply being a good father. I'm trying to just encourage, inspire, and entertain. I'm just trying to get you free for a minute. When I go to juveniles, I'm trying to get you to understand that you're loved. He may talk like a preacher, but he says he doesn't exactly live like one. that people really relate to you for is not just that you have this sense of wanting to inspire people, but also this idea that you're still someone who's still trying to figure it out. I think that it's cool to see vulnerability that way and that we can all grow together and that it's okay to not have it figured out at 35. Mm. It's okay to not have it figured out at 25. It's okay to not have it figured out at 15. Just know that you can figure it out and believe in that. How do you feel about your success? Do you feel like You've earned it. Do you feel like you deserve it? 
I'm starting to. I didn't at first. Mm. And I, I'm still dealing with imposter stuff. I'm still dealing with talking to my therapist about that. Do I really deserve this? I'm still a guy that's haunted by my past. There's a very dark hallway between my ears. If I but sometimes Jelly Roll takes a minute to think about his unlikely journey, like when he phoned his mother a few weeks ago. I've called her addicted, I've called her homeless, I've called her from rehab facilities, I've called her from halfway houses, broken down on the side of the street, never got to call her and say I've been nominated for two Grammys. One of the coolest moments of my whole life. Wow. Shows you what God can do. Shows you what God can do. Guys, I, uh, um, I hope Jelly Roll comes to deer camp. <laughs> he would be so welcome in our circle, would he not, Ron? In, in fact, I would say that he has been at deer camp through your life and my life. Um, you know, guys who are just on their last straw feel like life has just dealt them uh, a bad hand consistently and they have no hope. But man, uh, when Jelly Roll is talking about talking to his therapist, overcoming the shame and the guilt that keeps him from receiving God's goodness in his present life, uh, struggling um, uh, to, uh, to just not believe the lies from his past, sitting uh, on a metal uh, uh, pad there and writing over a hundred songs. That's journaling, gentlemen. Where would he be if he hadn't put pen to paper? It's all the things that we talk about um, in just that short clip. So look here just a minute at these three pictures. Once again, the mocker, the cynic, the critical, the man who proves it is not mental capacity but attitude that determines whether we become wise or foolish. At the root of mockers, character is a high pride that hates submitting to anyone. Now listen to that. He hates submitting to anyone. You're not accountable. You're not asking. Proverbs 1.24 says this. 1.24, you know their names. Brash, imprudent, blasphemer, intemperate, hotheads, everyone. It's the bull. It's the bull. Will not receive feedback. And habitual mocking will harden you and poison relationships. Gentlemen, the wise man is open to feedback. The wise man welcomes accountability. I have a young guy that I'm working with. He's lost as a goose down in Fairhope. Um, saw him uh, about a month ago. First thing I told him to do is go find him three guys and start meeting with those three guys and tell them everything that he just told me. And he looks at me and he says, I can't trust those guys. I said, well, don't ask those guys. Find three guys that you can trust. <laughs> I said, I don't know who you're thinking about first pass, but maybe you ought to go to the second team. You know, your golfing buddies, your drinking buddies, you know, may not be the ones you can trust because they'll tell you just to keep doing the same. But find you three guys, three guys, and I'm telling you, gentlemen, that's the, that's the biblical model uh, because we use cynicism and criticalness to protect ourselves. Ever been around somebody really, really critical of everything? I mean, how annoying is that? You know, it's the idea of learning how to trust and um, finding your three guys is part of that trust. And then this idea, once again, of the simple. He's gullible. 
he's gullible. Proverbs 14, 15 simply says this, Sound thinking makes for gracious living, but liars walk a rough road. And the simpletons are so vulnerable to liars. They're easily impressed, may need approval too much. We call that codependency. And be easily overtaken by big personalities. You know, they're dependent, but the wise men will think things out and do the research and the study before he decides. Think about it. Think about it. Pray about it. Ask for help. Ask for feedback. Proverbs, all through Proverbs, we're going to see this. As many counselors need to be around you. That's just your team of guys. And then, and then finally, once again, this obstinate. It's interesting because this is the most common fool that's mentioned in Proverbs. There's more <laughs> pictures of the obstinate fool in Proverbs than any other fool. He is opinionated and not open to new ideas or criticism. And we are naturally obstinate and unwise. The gravitational pull is for us to be stiff-necked, to be afraid of vulnerability. But even in that clip with Jelly Roll, he just talked about vulnerability. And guys, we are all drawn to that. That's why his songs are so popular right now. They're just raw. They're, vul they're real. I identify with them. You know, I've just kind of stumbled onto him, you know. So once again, gentlemen, um, be the wise man. Love the truth. Love reality. What reality do I need to embrace today to make my path straight? How do I need to stay away from being a fool, not being cynical, not being gullible, and not being stiff-necked? Be the wise man. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for our time this morning. Um, I thank you for how you've given us a guide um, for our uh, journey. Continue to help us be the wise men. Give us the courage to move toward reality. Embrace it. Eat it for breakfast every morning. Love it. Taste it. Uh, let it be uh, honey uh, to our soul. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week.